Welcome everyone to episode 67 of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with India Arcade Wave, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that's checking us out, liking, sharing the videos and everything. It means the world to us. I also wanted to just shout out the fact that we got new merch. So we got the new hats coming in. Um, we're going to work on t-shirts and hoodies in the near future. If you want one of the hats, just hit me up on Instagram, DM me, we'll get it figured out. Um, this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We did it a while back. I just want to go back and look at some of the old indie games that I've covered and kind of talk a little bit about where they're at right now. Um, some games are available. Some games are in their Kickstarter. Some games are post-Kickstarter, but not yet released. Um, so I just wanted to visit those again so that you guys can check them out and see what they're doing. So the first game I wanted to talk about today is Zeppling Bygone. This game was uh, made by Stevie. Um, I was interviewing him right when his Kickstarter had ended. I believe their goal was 10,000 and they hit 13 or 14,000. Um, so he's in production right now. I get updates all the time on Kickstarter about where the game is at and it should be coming out pretty soon, uh, 2022. So let's look at that one, hear the story behind it and go check them out. Just tell me a little bit more, the listeners, um, about the character story, the gameplay and what you can expect when you actually play this game. Okay. So it's a pixel art metroidvania inspired by obviously Hollow Knight and Celeste. Um, it's about a alien hive mind that lands on a planet after leaving uh, his own planet, and he's basically tasked to repopulate. So he doesn't know anything about the planet, nor does the user, nor does the player. Um, and your task is to repopulate, so you kind of explore the world and try and see if it's habitable. Um, the kind of interesting part about Zapling is because he's a hive mind, when he kills a boss, he then equips his skull, and that unlocks new abilities, but it also allows you to communicate with the boss you just killed. So you can communicate with the boss that you just killed, meaning when you're just after you've killed him, he opens up a way more dialogue with between you and the boss as you explore. So for instance, um, one of the bosses you kill in the demo is the Rat King. Once you kill that boss, he can then give you all the information and all the, the lore about his kingdom and what how it how it how it came to be and kind of ended up how he died and all all that all that juicy lore um that kind of happens with every boss you kill um so the kind of the 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 loop the gameplay loop would be you explore a zone you kill the boss you learn all the lore of the boss and all of the environment and then you move on to kill the next boss and that all kind of evolves into a big over, overarching story that um, I think is compelling, <laughs> but we'll see. The next game I wanted to talk about was Lost Soul. Now, this one um, we did very recently. It's only been a couple of weeks. Um, they're still in their Kickstarter. Um, I believe they're 25% or 50% into that goal. Um, and this is one you, you got to check out. Like This game is super, super fun. The beta was awesome. And I'll let Tony talk more about this one. Yeah. Um, I guess let's jump into Last Soul. Let's let's talk about it. Kind of give us a summary of the game. What what are what can people expect in the story, gameplay, power ups, kind of things like that. Well, Last Soul is something that has been evolving uh, during the last month. I've been working a bit more than in a year on the game. I presented a prototype to some friends at the end of last year, and um, and they say, yeah, I think it, it could work, <laughs> and then. Well, they said, "Okay, yeah, you are my friend, so um, <laughs> let's let's go to the you know to the public, to the gamers, and see how is the the reaction." So, 
uh, we launched our uh, product demo on on uh, the first days of February this year, 2021, and uh, it was an incredible hit. It was like I have 10,000 uh, gamers signing up, uh, 4,000 something around that uh, playing the game. It was really, really beautiful, and uh, that was in less than a week. So I expected to have maybe 3,000 people sign up for in a month, uh, and then it turns out that in a week we have. Uh, Ten thousand. It was it was it was incredible, uh, and uh, a lot of streamers were playing the game, trying the game, and you know the social media was starting to to move a lot. Our Discord, our uh, Twitch, our Instagram. It, it was it was really good. So we, I decided, okay, mm, I think I have an opportunity for this game. Uh, it is possible to do something special here, and uh, that's when I started to to create and listen to the uh, to to our community, to our fans. Uh, trying to get their um, suggestions and their feedback to improve the game as much as we can. And, uh, well, right now, what you're expecting in this game, this game is a pixel art shooting action platformer. But what does, what, what makes this game special is something that I've been trying to, to figure out, you know, because there are a lot of, of shooting action platformers. So how can I make it something a different shooting action platformer. So I decided, well, first I, I want to make a, a, a beautiful art of the game. I want to create a fantastic music, something that makes a mark on the game that even when you are not playing it, uh, you can say, oh, I want to listen to the music of La Soul, which is created by a friend of mine, Freddy Stabi, which is a fantastic guy. And, uh, but the core of the game is this character, which is called Bob, which is the hero of the game. And he's going to, what, what what you will figure out later on the game, not on the demo, because sadly it is just two levels to, to present everything, is that you need to collect elements that will allow you to, um, uh, to achieve every level. And these elements, I mean, you have to collect the bullets, you have to collect the jetpacks, controlling time, and a lot of things and a lot of surprises that we are preparing and uh, these are the elements that allows you to achieve every goal, and you have to be strategically in how you're going to how you're going to use it. So this is the core. Besides a beautiful story as well, uh, this game started as a story that transformed into a game uh, for a recommendation of a friend, and um, and and now we are evolving with the with the fans trying to 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 do or to make them feel the best experience on the genre that they can. The next thing I wanted to talk about was Manic Archers. Uh, here's just a quick clip of Sebastian talking about it. Um, he's a German game developer and this game is super fun. Like it's really fun with a bunch of people. There's a whole bunch of different game modes. He's constantly tweaking it, uh, but I'll let Tim tell you a little bit more about it. I guess my next question for you with development um, is going to be, just give us more depth on the game. Like, what is the game about? What are the power-ups in the game? Um, what are the game modes, maps, kind of things like that? Just tell the listeners more about the the game itself. So, yeah, we got simple deathmatch. Uh, like, um, each, Peter, uh, each player, uh, so up to four players shoot each other, and the last one wins the round. Not really wins the round. There could be someone else shooting two, and the last one shooting one other. So it's points based. Uh, so um, frag based or how many uh, archers you got in the end. Then we got uh, <laughs> my favorite mode, maybe 
capture the fool with the chicken. So you, you got the chicken on the map and then all players run after the chicken. And uh, the one who gets the chicken actually gets points for having the chicken. And so everyone wants to get the chicken. You can dash the player with the chicken and get the chicken and then run away. Or you can shoot it. And uh, it's just about getting the chicken and keeping the chicken. So it's run and hide all the time. And, uh, of course, for the others, it's uh, shooting all the time and running after the one. Then there's King of the Hill. Is that a pretty simple, like, a territory-based uh, mode? Um, you have to know that it all takes place on one screen. So it's very, very complex gameplay, but it's just one screen and it's very... At the same time, very simple, but at the same time, <laughs> you lose sight of everything. Yeah? So there's was just uh, there's just one point in the middle of the map for for King of the Hill. You might know it from other uh, games already. So you just have to stay in that middle and uh, keep the, your ground, and you have to stay there alone. So if there's two players in the same spot, then it doesn't work, and yeah. Then there's team play for all those, uh, for versus mode, for, for deathmatch and for King of the Hill. So that's a, an additional depth that can be added there. And it's pretty fun. It's, it's really fun to have two against two, for example. Yes, that's pretty much the game modes up to now. Uh, I plan to maybe do something like capture the flag, like several uh, flags on the map. And then the more flags you have, the more points you get would be also for team play, but it's very complex already for one screen, which doesn't change uh, during the game. So yeah, that's the basic modes. Then there's co-op mode, but it's basically just survival. There's, there's only a horde of enemies coming and it's getting more and more and more. And uh, yeah, you can you can just uh, survive as long as you can, uh, as, you, as, you, as your skills uh, enable you to, but it's not very, good for single player or something. It's fun in core, but it's not as fun as the uh, versus modes, basically. The next game on the list is Street Cleaner. Now, this game is out. It's currently available on Steam. Uh, game is a total blast. Uh, Jesse and Brooks are the one responsible for this game. Uh, Brooks has developed other games in the past. Jesse was working on the project. Jesse is a synthwave artist um, who goes by the name Street Cleaner, so fitting that the game is Street Cleaner as well. It kind of this whole long story about making an album and a movie and all these things combined. So I'll let Jesse tell you more about that. So here it is. So um, like I said, we've already done an episode kind of talking about the game and like some little intricacies within it, but give us a recap of street cleaner, the game, how you guys kind of came together and how you guys made the game. Um, so uh, I worked uh, on a game that Brooks made in 20, 2012 or 2013 called The Turnum, and I did the soundtrack for that. Um, that was uh, pre, pre-Street Cleaner, um, but uh, working on that was my first experience ever writing music uh, for video games, so that was a, a really neat um, project or, or, you know, you know, a first big thing into uh, uh, actually writing for a video game but uh uh i i had a uh, brooks had helped me out a lot getting this project started called street cleaner where he and i both kind of shared similar visions of basically uh i'd be writing the soundtrack to a movie that doesn't exist um but like uh, a movie that that was you know in universe 
came out in the 1980s, you know, and and you know the whole vigilante revenge films were really popular back then, and so um, it was just a, a project we did. Brooks uh, facilitated pretty much the entire visual aspect of the project, um, even you know uh, a music video we did early on and stuff, and and I was doing the music side of things, and and we were kind of like a, a yin and yang, yin and yang of of uh, talents and interest, where together we were able to uh, accomplish a lot of stuff. And um, so, you know, uh, Brooks is, is always working. Brooks is always has a bunch of different, you know, concepts and ideas going on, you know. And so I, I like, uh, you know, I've always been there to try, try to, you know, facilitate the audio end of, of what he's been working on. Um, and uh, eventually, you know, he'd come up with a, like a, a little animatic screensaver type animation thing, like a little uh, uh, pixel art thing. Uh, to basically make a, a faux video game based off of, like, what would a game look like that was based off of the movie that came out in 1988? The next game is Unichrome. This game was made by Rafa, um, and it's just a crazy shooter, unicorn, explosive game. Uh, it will be available pretty soon i believe he just did release the beta so that more people are available there are more people can try it out um but he is going exclusive to xbox and i'll let him tell you a little bit about what the game is about um so unichromegame.com uh, follow me on social media twitter and instagram uh i'd love to hear what you have to think uh what you have to say about the game um it will be coming out soon and i will have a more definitive date uh for you guys about what that is um, so unicorn i don't think i even said what it is it's a it's a it's a black and white a pixel art uh shoot 'em up bullet hell platformer about a unicorn with a shotgun uh trying to bring back color to this world um and it's fully voiced um it has sort of like a 90s cartoon kind of story to it um it's it's funny as hell and um, you should all check it out and, and, and buy 12 of them when it does come out. The next game I wanted to remind you guys of is Sword Card. This is just a crazy, crazy game uh, developed by PJ, which it, it's just uh, exactly what it sounds like. You have a car with a sword on it. You drift and you take out evil businessmen in the process of it. So you basically drive for as long as you can with death metal playing. And it's pretty dope. So I'm going to let uh, PJ talk about this a little bit more. <clears throat> so what was like the transition into Sword Car? And if you could tell us more about Sword Car. Um, I mean, the transition was kind of uh, really quick. I just, uh, one day, it was some, some Wednesday, uh, just thought, I was just having a cigarette and thinking like, oh, what if you put a sword on a car? And then I laughed for to myself for like two days and uh, quickly drew up a prototype. Uh, uh, and then I just sort of started, just started sharing GIFs on, on Facebook and Insta. People really liked it and it just sort of got out of hand. Um, but yeah, essentially, so it's a... Uh, I like to call it a hack and slash racing game um, where you, you deal with uh, this, this, this shadowy evil company called the uh, busy corp. And 
uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really revealed too much about the narrative or anything yet. So, uh, I, I mean, it is, it's pretty self-explanatory. You drift with a sword on a car. <laughs> the final game I wanted to talk about was Highlight Heroes. This is one that I am very much anticipating, um, have looked into it a bunch, keep checking in with the developers, um, Brian and Karis, and they're all over the place. Karis just sent me some new art to check out, which is cool. Um, and this game just looks like so much fun. It's an awesome Miami Vice kind of vibe. So check this one out. Um, I guess the question comes for Brian next, and then Harrison kind of throw in, because I guess it's probably his idea. Um, <laughs> it's where did the idea from for Highlight Heroes come from? Um, was it your idea originally? Was it something that you worked on a long time ago and then just kind of brought it off the shelf? Like, where did that all come from and how did it come to be? It's actually a little bit of both. That was a, a good a good read. Um, so I grew up in South Florida. And for those of you who are listening, probably from anywhere not in Florida, like not in the South, you probably haven't really heard of Highlight that much. Um, to give a little background, it was a, a sport that originated in uh, the Basque region of Europe, which is on the border of France and Spain. And it got brought to America via Florida um, in like, I want to say like the 1940s or something like that. And they started popping up these little uh, arenas. They're called frontons all across America. Um, and it was very popular throughout the 60s to like the 80s. And then it had like a sharp decline. And uh, a lot of them closed down. And really the only ones that are left open are in Florida. So uh, and especially in South Florida. So I actually had a close relationship to it because my grandfather actually worked at the one in South Florida. And my dad's best friend was a... Uh, like one of the higher ups at another uh, highlight place. So I'd go there a lot and it wasn't until I was a little bit older, I realized like not a lot of people have heard of this sport. It's very uh, kind of fringe and obscure. Uh, so when I started Astro Crow, like I mentioned before, like the day I, I quit my job, uh, as I was working on our first game, the last days of space, I was also waiting on art all the time. Um, Cause I was just really gung ho and just trying to get something done. So I'd keep making these little ideas and I had about six or seven different demos. And at one point I wanted to make a sports game, but I'm like, what can I do to stand out? What could I make that, that would be different than what's out there? And I was like, I can make a highlight game. I don't think anyone's made a highlight game. It turns out there were like two highlight games made that were, you know, long forgotten and obscure in like the eighties. But uh, I started making it for mobile and I realized I didn't really like the control scheme. Mobile is very tricky when trying to make a sports game. It's not kind of slippery, if that makes sense, if you, especially using like an analog like a fake analog controller. So I kind of shelved it, was working on some other products. And then um, what I would do as I, as I taught my class during lab hours, um, I'd always put something up on the projection screen so my students could see me working on something. And I would usually start like a new project and just make some random fun little game. And they could see it start from, you know, from inception to rough completion, like to get all the mechanics implemented. And so I was like, what could I do? And I'm like, I started remembering all of a sudden it hit me. And this was like, eight years later, honestly, I was like, oh yeah, I made a highlight game once, but it was mobile. It wasn't very fun. What if I made it with a, with an actual like control pad? Uh, and so I started with that and it was literally just little uh, shapes, little blocks. And um, my idea behind it was I wanted to make the NBA jam NFL blitz of highlight, right? So it, it's quick to get into, it's quick to learn, but it, it's a little bit harder to master and it's very fun to play, very frantic very fast paced. Um, and I had this idea of a certain type of like art style that I wanted this kind of like cartoony, like retro, uh, late eighties, early nineties style. We were thinking like saved by the bell meets Miami vice. 
and everyone that kept definitely recomm- came through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 worked hard on that, right? Uh, and I, um, everyone was recommending me at where I worked. Uh, this girl, Karis. They're like, "Oh, Karis does pixel art. You should uh, should ask her." And so I, you know, she worked with me, but I, I she worked on the same floor as me, but I never actually talked to her. So I was like, "Hey, how's it going? Uh, I had this game. I'd like to see if you'd like to do some artwork for it." And um, it grew from there, and we started off with like kind of like rough, you know, uh, first done over. Um, like versions of the artwork. And then uh, I took it to a convention. And at that time I was also working on like three other projects. I think I actually had Karis doing the art for another one for a temporary amount of time. And uh, out of all my games I've ever shown, for some reason, everyone seemed to flock towards Highlight Heroes. Uh, I was getting people who told me who played all my games. They were like, listen, man, this is like your best one. Like you, this is, you got something with this. And this was even when it was super early, like just having the controls where you could throw the ball and bounce off the walls and dash. Uh, people were really into it. So it, it kind of drove me to devote most of my time and my focus outside of work on the game. Uh, and uh, as we've been doing that, we've been getting a lot of really positive feedback, which has driven us further to, to keep, to keep doing it. And uh, that's where we are today. Yeah, I guess I'll just throw it over to Karis then. What was that like when he approached you and asked you to work on the game? Yeah, so um, uh, it was definitely a, hey, I got this game. Uh, do you want to work on it? And I have, uh, I'm, I'm like like a workhorse, and I'm also very stubborn, and I'm also very excitable. So uh, if something seems like it's a project that's um, along the lines of what I want to do, um, then I'll, I'll just be like, yeah, okay, let's do it. All right, let's go. Let's um, let's get this done. All right. Uh, so you want this, 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 this? We're gonna come up with a definition. Also, like I, I was in a mode where I was working on one to ten games per month, and they would refresh every month. So I knew that I could get at least the base amount of art done in a, approximately uh, three weeks, and it's something that I was used to. And I kind of wanted to just just do it, and I, I wanted to get a lot of portfolio pieces under my belt, that kind of thing. So I was like, yeah come on, let's go. And so I just started doing the thing I do, like as an art director, I was like, okay, um, let's define a sentence that's going to define this game. And uh, let's get the base number of assets. How many animations do you need? How many characters? Okay, you only need one, but we're going to duplicate them. We're going to flip out his colors. Um, Okay, what makes him unique? Let's do some research on highlight. Let's go, let's go. And I I remember that the sentence we came up with was um, Hotline Miami during the day made by Behemoth. And we came up with five colors that would be our color scheme. And we kept those things consistent throughout the project. Um, (laughs) So obviously like made by behemoth as in like the little characters are are squishy. And I I was approaching the the one character, you know, because all four characters are the same one duplicated with some color swaps um, where, you know, he would have a lot of principles of animation, like stuck, like stuffed into this little, you know, 16 by 16 sprite. So he's got like, like when I first approached the character design, I wanted that to be like steeped in the 12 principles of animation. So uh, one, the, the top half of him is all like secondary animation and the bottom of half of him is all squash and stretch. So if you watch some of his animations, he's very um, stretchy, bubbly, bouncy, rubbery, but then there are certain elements of him. Like he's too cool to be wearing the strap on his helmet, which was something consistently we saw when we were looking at different highlight footage from back in the uh, late eighties and early nineties that, you know, it was too cool to be safe. So a lot of them were had like their helmet strap 
you know, dangling off their helmet or like they were chewing on it or something because that was just a very like early 90s things to do. It's just too cool to be safe. Which so. is crazy because of how <laughs> fast that ball is moving. Yes, well, the game, exactly. Like- the fastest ball sport in the world, except for recently, I think golf took the spot, but 188 miles per hour. Yeah, but and that this- golf ball is not coming back at your face. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And like a lot of people have actually died playing this game, not our video game, of course, but the game itself. It's an important distinction. Um, yeah, it, 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 like when they do autop- autopsies of these people, they find shards of their skull embedded in their brain. Like that's how intense it is. Uh, but yeah, let's like, let's not secure our, our helmets. So I thought that that was super hilarious. And so I made it so that the helmet is never secured on top of the, the player's head. A, a bunch of things like that. I remember um, just drawing on whiteboards over and over and over, like creating these arcs and these arches for like the beautiful like swings that these players would do. And uh, ended up being pretty uh, interesting because people were like watching what I was doing. Like, Harris, what are you making? And I end up like these. There's like, these like capsule dudes with just these arcs uh, over and over and over, like constantly. I was just trying to get the the the, the rhythm down, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it after three weeks we had a fully um, realized like direction for the artwork, and after that it became super simple in our hobby time to just add a few more assets here and there. And, um, you know, it, it, we continue to do that until it started to pick up some momentum. So that wraps it up for all the indies that I wanted to touch base on again and just kind of remind you guys that are still out there, what they're working on, how it's going, if you can play it, things like that. Now, if you're still watching, I appreciate it. Uh, don't like to or don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Uh, it really helps us a lot. And again, I said the merch is available. So if you want that, hit me up on Instagram. And until next time, peace.